Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam. In the words of Roderick Heffley, all I can say is get ready to have your mind blown. We are going to have an epic night. And Mitch. Alakazam, Alakazooie Mama. You guys, you guys are fucking stoked as shit. Well, we watched the movie. How can you not be? So, if you listened to last week's episode, and if you haven't, you should, uh, through a truly baffling twist of fate and the humor of the Genero, uh, we kind of walked ourselves into this situation where we had to discover for ourselves, once and for all, whether or not Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick rules. Rules. It is wild. Earlier in the episode, <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about a director that that didn't even do the movie we were talking about. So I don't know how we got on the topic, right? But I you guys just were talking it and about. I also forget how we got on the topic. You guys were happened. talking about this director with a cool name, Adam Agoyan, right? And uh, you said oh, he, yeah. <laughs> you said he did a movie called Adoration that you guys didn't like, and I was checking it out because I like I checked out the Wikipedia page on air because I hadn't heard of it, and I recognized the actor that played Roderick in the cast, and I thought, wow, that's really cool that he's in there because I had never heard of him being anything other than the Wimpy Kid movies. And Mitch did in fact say that Roderick rules. And then later on in the episode, we spun the William Castle film genero, and with upwards of 300 items to pick from William Castle gave us Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. So it really has told me. Yeah, yeah. It gave us Diary of a Wimpy Kid and then we just doubled down. Was there any other choice, really? <laughs> William well, Castle knew. Not to, not to like, to before we like completely disassemble this, I ha- I'd like to say I have these kind of spooky things that happen to me all the time where I just have these sort of prophetic, these prophetic things where, you know, I say Roderick Rules and then all of a sudden something happens this is king this isn't scri- scripted okay this is this is authentic happens all yeah, it's the, time. the real deal yeah the universe is a simulation and uh mitch bought a big hat and he got signed to a record label because somebody thought he was pharrell <laughs> <laughs> and and uh so this is basically just confirmed me for to me that every time we spin the william castle film genero it it is our destiny the choice is a conscious choice made by something larger than all of us and Every film that we have done because of it has been the right film at the right time. Yeah, I don't think William Castle doesn't miss. I'll put it that way. He don't miss. Yeah, we ha- we had we had to bud the chuds so we could <laughs> Roderick the rule. Before uh, before we start, do, do, I just want to know. I mean, do any of you have like favorite lines throughout the movie? Hold There's... on, we can't start with that. What are you? Are you some kind I'm of? I'm happy maniac? to start. I want to start with. I want to start with favorite lines because I feel like the line that you picked is going to be very telling about what you think. About I didn't the movie. write any quotes down. What the fuck are you talking about? I've got you, Mitch. Don't worry about him. I've got <laughs> pages of notes. So the one that sticks out for me, um, it's actually it's a real heart wrencher. It's uh, <laughs> let me put on my best my my best Roderick face. Really, you're my brother but you'll never be my friend. That's what you wrote down? That was your favorite quote in the movie? It, one, of, uh, one of many. I mean, like Mitch, I've, I've got a lot here, but that's, that's the one Liam that I Liam famously loves movie. brothers, so this is all I it do. Takes. Yeah, that one, that one really hit me hard. That was... I felt it. What okay, about you, Mitch, Corey? No, I want to know what Mitch's was, because uh, you guys seem a lot more hyped on the quotes than I did, so let's... let's... So, my favorite was 
uh, said by Shireg Gupta, like the the uh, Shirag, oh, Shirag, yeah, yeah. The, coolest, the coolest dude in the by, fucking world. By Karen. Hey, Barrar. Roderick is in this movie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my favorite line by him is, "Maybe you need to dominate me physically, Greg Heffley." That's not what he said. The whole line. That's not what he said. No, it's not. <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> <laughs> you just say that. Wait, say it again. Say he it doesn't again. say he needs to physically dominate him. He says that he can, but then he says that he is of superior mind. What are you talking about? No, but yeah, he adds a superior mind after that. But if you just say it without that part, it's really no, good. No, this he does not bullshit. say Okay, say what you said again. And hold I'm on. Gonna... No, no, stop, 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 stop. I'm going to go. Hold on. Mitch, you're not getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody stop. Hold on. I'll say mine while we're going here. Mine was just, can it, Chunky Cheese? That made me laugh. That was Man. the only quote I wrote down in the whole movie. <laughs> so. The Rowley shame. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't say it was like a nice thing to say. But it made me laugh. It made me laugh out loud. So uh, I need to find this scene real quick. I love being fact-checked. Oh, yeah. Dude, you, you're not getting away with this. Are you kidding me? This is criminal. Oh no! It's, you um, may ha- you may have dominated me physically. You may be able to dominate me physically. It's got to be be able to. There's well. no it's, way he says it, can. That seems insane. You may have dominated me physically, Greg. Hathaway. Okay, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Is this the scene? This looks like the scene. Greg Heffley, you may dominate me physically. You may be able to dominate me physically, Greg Heffley, but mentally, I am the more muscular. Honestly, if you said the whole thing, I think that's better. <laughs> that's a great poll, Mitch. Anyway. You may be able to dominate <laughs> me physically. Uh, my only note for that scene is, Greg, you piece of shit. Why are you bullying Chirag? I guess it's because he's the literary anti-hero of our time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Who was it that, who was it that etched Michael that O'Sullivan. stone? Michael O'Sullivan. Washington Post film critic man. So interesting. I would love to sit down and have a dinner with that dude. If if there were five people, living or dead, who I could sit down and have a dinner with, four of them are Michael table. O'Sullivan and uh, Devin Devin Boss. Boss is, is the other one. Uh, the books, I guess. Do you guys read the books? I read like the the first few. The first few as a kid, I really liked them. Because like they came out when it was like ten or eleven or. Yeah, yeah, they the first book came out in 2007 and even before that um before the book was ever published pages at a time were put up on this uh kids game website called Fun Brain in like 2004 2005 I've never and, heard of that. I knew Fun Brain. I would use that site in the computer lab when I was in, you know, third, fourth grade or something. And I remember when these pages were coming out one by one. So I was stoked on Diary of a Wimpy Kid from the very beginning. And then when it was in book form, my mind was blown. I got it for Christmas. And I bet maybe the the next five or six Christmas, five or six Christmases that followed, like long after I was had transcended Greg Heffley's age, I was still getting them. So I, I bet I've read... Uh, there's a, there's quite a few now, and I went down the list, and, and there were some covers I didn't recognize, so I've fallen off, but I bet you I've read about the first nine of these or something, and, and the first few, you know, I have, uh, I have, I think, the first four on my bookshelf. I bet I've read those multiple times. 
Wow. Good, good, good toilet reading those ones. They just they go by quick and. I feel uh, similarly in as far as uh, in much the same way as something like a Captain Underpants. It had a moment, and then I just kind of I know they made like six hundred more of those bad boys, and I just kind of didn't keep up. Uh, I've definitely read at least a couple of these. They do not loom large in my memory, though. So I mean, you know. Not like this wasn't like a re- the return of an old friend. Mm. I I remember I remember like reading like some of like the maybe like the first one I think like and it was like the first time I had ever been home alone I think and it was like one winter night when it got dark at like five p.m. or something I don't know where my mom went but like I was like staying home. It was like, just to see if you would survive being alone. They didn't go anywhere. Yeah. No, no, they were out like for like an hour or something. No, 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 they were just they were sitting out in the yard and you didn't know they were still there. And I would have been like ten, and I was just like staying at home reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and like every sound in the house was like giving me the creeps, and I oh, in fact man. was the Wimpy Kid. <laughs> That's a great memory. You were a very pure kid when I was getting left alone in two thousand seven. I was I was not reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. No, <laughs> yeah. I was killing people. Wow. The only thing that happens in my brain when I look at the title for this movie is that instead of Roderick Rules, it plays the music from on Bill Nye when it says Science Rules like under it. Like, you know the one. Roderick Rules. Yeah, like Science Rules, but like how Mitch did it. That's like <laughs> my biggest takeaway from this, I think. Um, and that's my greatest memory of Diary of a Wimpy Kid is just the f- hilarity of the phrase Roderick Rules, which I believe we established is all-time greatest subtitle for a movie to have. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the Lady Snowblood episode, we were talking about the greatest subtitles, and so that was another reason. We, that... we rectified it at the end. We yeah. made our choice. It is amazing, yeah. Um, what about the movies? Do you guys have familiarity with the movies? I have no. zero. zero. No. This is my first. Zero. This is my first one. Oh, very nice. For me, um, I, I guess because the the books were, were pretty huge for me, you know, they were just like... Cozy well, they would have been normal size books, right? Well, they Did were you buy hard- bigger ones. They were hardcover, so they had a bit of thickness to them. Those movies, those books came out in hardcover, yeah. big time. Yeah, they were and hardcover. It, there goes my joke about you not being like comically small or large. Yeah, because um, uh, the books might have been bigger for real. There goes so, that joke. So by the time 2010 came and and the first movie came out, by that point, I was. I was over, you know, like being excited about these books coming out. And um, um, I had like the self-awareness that I was like, Greg Heffley is kind of a jerk in these books. And uh, I'm not waiting eagerly for each new release. But also it was cool that these books that I had been reading for uh, like almost five years at that point, but the book had been out for three years. um, I I was excited to see them do it. and so I got a friend of mine, friend of the show, uh, First Neil, from the Return to Sleepaway Camp episode. <laughs> Neil Prime. And, and we went to go uh, see the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and we had such a great time just, like, making fun of this movie uh, during and, and afterwards. Because at that point, I was in high school. Neil was a year older than me, so he was, you know, my superior in high school, and we, like, felt <laughs> much bigger than this material um the the main characters in the movie like greg and rowley like even though i think those actors are only 
two years younger than me or so like they 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 felt like children at the time so it was like we, we were teenagers seeing a kid's movie and and having a goof with it and so we kept up that tradition i think for the next two movies we definitely went to go see roderick rules in the theater a year after because we'd had such a good time with the first one All so you of, already knew if roderick ruled before we even got here i had a pretty good idea i mean i'm coming at it with a different perspective now i went into uh <laughs> cube two hypercube thinking that cube rules and uh you know that the subtitle for that movie could have been cube rules and then and then i kind of had a different impression coming out of it so i was ready for my mind to be changed in whichever way but but i was familiar with uh who roderick is and what he stands for and what his rules are um and yeah so the the first the first wimpy kid we already had so many inside jokes we we were really excited to see roderick rules went to go see that in the theater it hit us hard and then if i didn't go see the the sequel after that dog days in the theater um because i don't have a memory of seeing it in the theater i definitely watched it a few times in class which is really strange to me because my memory of seeing all these movies um because I've, I've definitely seen all of them, these first three, more than once. And my memory of that is being shown them in school. But I don't know why teachers were showing us Diary of a Wimpy Kid in high school. My memory is that I saw them in elementary school, but I was already in high school by the time the first movie came out. So um, some teacher decided to show us Dog Days. And at that point, it was sort of like the Stranger Things season three thing where like Greg looked a bit too old and they were dressing him in uh clothing to make him look younger and it looked a bit awkward and and by the time uh that movie came out then i think i along with most of the rest of the public were like okay maybe we're we're, we're over this a bit and then they recast everybody and then they recast everybody a few years later with the long haul and i remember those news stories coming out but by then you know, I was in university. I didn't live across the street from Neil Prime anymore. And so I have not seen all of the long haul. But before this episode, I did a bit of poking around on Disney Plus and I watched a few scenes from it just to uh, get some perspective because there's a lot of uh, fanfare, a lot of lore and a lot of uh, controversy around this movie and the way it relates to the long haul, I believe. So I'm excited to be talking about all of this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know shit about these movies. Um, so I was coming in with very much a blank slate. Uh, I guess except for my awareness that Adoration Man was in the movie. Um, but that was it. I'm also right. not... Well, and Steve's on, who we talked about. Um, so, like, all of Sahara your knowledge fame. is, like, you can hear it on the end of the last episode. Yeah, yeah, nice. exactly. Um, so without further ado, I guess, do you just want to get into the cast and crew and find out if, for once and all... Roderick rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, it's directed by David Bowers, who you will also hear in the last episode. Um, did uh, the movie where a bunch of rats get flushed down a toilet, flushed away? Uh, <laughs> what? We remind. I reminded you of the title last week, and it still takes you a second to get there. No, it's just funny to describe it that way. I just think it's worth mentioning that the movie flushed away is about rats getting flushed down a toilet. You got to do the Dora the Explorer thing where, like, you allow the audience to get there before you. Who do you think got flushed out of toilet in that movie? Good. <laughs> uh, he also did the Western adaptation of Astro Boy um, and Dog Days and The Long Haul as well. 
the movie is written by Gabe Sachs and Jeff Judah, who were creators or developers is how they're credited on the reboot of 90210. 90210. Send it Send- to Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> obviously based on jeff kinney's book uh jeff judah also wrote for david letterman and jay leno everyone's favorite late night host yeah everyone's favorite jay leno everyone's favorite (laughs) uh i got this i got this big garage (laughs) i love god (laughs) (laughs) um everybody's favorite crimson chin jay leno did jay leno play the crimson chin no, I, I, I'm pretty certain he did. Wasn't it David Hasselhoff? Hold on. No, it wasn't David Hasselhoff. But that was meme. Of... That was memed about him. There's gonna be a lot of googling in this episode. It, it had to have been Jay Leno. He has the crimson oh, yeah, chin. Well, no, he's got a big chin. It's a normal color. It's like crimson in, in like what it stands for. Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit! He did play the crimson. Yeah. Chin. Um, you want another weird thing? This movie was shot by Jack N. Green, who shot the movie Unforgiven, Twister, Rookie of the Year, and Liam, Speed 2 Cruise Control. So the guy's no slouch, and it was shot in, in uh, Vancouver. There's some great Vancouver locations on display here. Yeah, uh, except for the roller rink, which famously is not in Vancouver. Actually, I think they thought they shot that at the Aerodome, which is in Vancouver. The Wikipedia page says they didn't shoot it in they Vancouver. The roller rink scene was filmed at the PNE Agrodome due to Vancouver lacking a real roller rink. Is that place in Vancouver and it's just not a roller rink? Nobody cares. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the Agrodome is in Vancouver. Yeah, it's on. I think it's on Renfrew and Dundas. Cool. So I'm just o for like si- I'm just o for six on introducing this movie. I'm just fucking <laughs> just keep um, taking shots though, Gore. You'll get there eventually. Um, it was edited by Troy Takai, who edited the other two movies after this one, and also Children of the Corn six 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 Isaac's Return. Ah, not familiar with his work then. Just missed it. Did you watch the movie Hitch? No. Okay, then you're still not familiar with this work. Does that one have Will Smith in it? It does. Okay, yeah, no, that, that was a video store staple in that it was always on the shelf, but I never got it. Uh, last but not least, music, Edward Shearmer, who did uh, Dog Days and Long Haul, as everybody else fucking did, apparently. Um, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, epic movie. Oh, I <laughs> Bad love... News Bears. <laughs> I love one of those movies. You can guess and which one. I'm gonna list three more, and then you'll have to we'll have to guess from all of them because he also did Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, Charlie's Angels, and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yes, I love one of those movies much more than the others. Is it Bad News Bears? No. Is it Epic Movie? No. Is it Tales from the Crib Demon Knight? Love it. <laughs> love that movie. You guys would have a blast with that movie. We could technically do it. It's true. I I mean, I I have Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood on the list. It's been on there for a long time. In fact, I think, Corey, you and I decided to do that uh, long before the genera. We were ready to do Bordello of Blood, and then yeah. something came up, and we switched it. So, yeah, we could definitely do Demon Knight. Yeah. Let's get to it. Right before we do Stephen King's Trucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> 
Uh, quick cast rundown. We've got uh, Zachary Gordon as Greg. All right, who, all right, all right. What? I don't like. I don't like that leadoff lineup. I don't like that you start with Zachary Gordon as Greg. Take some creative liberty here, Corey. Who's I the won't. real MVP? You know who's in charge here. Hold on, I won't because I was going to say that he was in Kingdom Hearts three, and also American Pie presents Girls Rules, which sort of sounds like Roger Rules. Okay. Okay. So what am I? Oh, for fucking ten now? Jesus give, Christ! Give the king his respect. <laughs> oh my God! Look, you will, you will kneel down and kiss his rings. Look at this Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Corey is betraying. Does somebody the else want to do this today? All right, I'll I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. So this movie is starring Devin Bostick. As Roderick Heffley. All right, what do you guys yeah, think of this movie? Yeah. What else was he in? Oh, he was in Adoration. And he was in Saw Six. The One Hundred. No. Wrong. What? What was? What, he was what in was Saw it? Four. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, that I'm a hundred percent fucking sure of. <laughs> Holy shit! Jesus Christ! I'm gonna kill myself if this well, is not correct. So you're telling me that he's not in Saw Six? I saw Saw Four when I did mine. Is he in both? That would be weird. He's in both. Why did he? I assume most people die in Saw movies. Well, he he he's playing a different character in both. Are they and not his, connected his, movies? His, How scenes, his scenes were cut from Saw Four, so he's only in Saw Six. Great. Wrong again, Corey. <laughs> Wrong again. <laughs> All right, so so I'll just re- let me remind everyone. This movie is starring Devin Bostick. He we plays know. Roderick. <laughs> what do you guys think of the movie? Hold on. Okay, stop. No, we're not done yet. I'm ready. A bunch more people were in this fucking movie. We do this every week. <laughs> I will not stand for this. I didn't notice him. There's only one king. We got is Connor and Owen Fielding. <laughs> He's the baby. They both are. We've got Robert Caprone as Rowley. We've got Rachel Harris as Susan, the mom. She's in a thing called Cop House, which is very funny. The Second Night at the Museum movie and Mike Tyson Mysteries. Steve Zahn, Sahara. We love him. You know him. We talked uh, about Sahara I, last week. I we do sure lo- fucking did. Love We're going to do it again. I must admit, I do love him. He's in Daddy Daycare. That's where I first saw him. There's two different kids from a Disney show called Jesse and its spinoff, which was called Bunked, uh, Peyton List, and uh, uh, Karan Brar, who is our boy Shirag. Uh, we've got Franz Kranz, which is very funny. I do. I like him, too. Yeah, he's in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, but the most important credit I needed to get to, which is why I need you guys to chill the fuck out. I, I'm, I'm chill, man. What is doing? that Grayson Russell is Fregly. And he played Texas Ranger Bobby in Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. That's wild. Very nice. Extremely good wait, shit. Wait a fucking... Let me look this up. Fuck you. What What do you mean? <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> How shot is my reputation at this point? At this point, Corey, you gotta admit, from the outside looking in, it's not looking too good. <laughs> oh, Liam, I've got one for you on here, actually. Okay. Alf Humphreys is the grandpa. Or I lied. Fuck. He's, I got it wrong. He's Rowling's dad. Correction. Oh, yeah. He looked like a mean man. He was in 
First Blood and the OG My Bloody Valentine and Final Destination 2. What? Wow. Don't recognize him from any of those. Very he, interesting. He wouldn't have looked like an old man then. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, guys, go ahead. Talk about Roderick. I'm just going to mute myself because I don't know fucking anything. You guys can just talk about Roderick. <laughs> Were we even that bad? It's a. I'm carrying the joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Even that's not working. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna start having a conversation. Like, just well, you said you weren't here, so like, okay. The old Shirag effect. <sighs> that's how I feel. Okay. There had to be my Shirag on this. <laughs> God damn it! Was it was destiny. So, Liam, what did you think? I'll tell you what, Mitch. I really enjoyed myself with this movie, and I wasn't actually hmm. expecting to. Um. From those theater watches, yes, I had fun with them, with my friend Neil as a teenager, and we would make fun of them. But um, my love for Diary of a Wimpy Kid has really, really gone down the drain in the last few years in particular. Like, I said that I grew out of it in, like, 2010 or so, and, and even more so 2012 when that third movie came out. But in the last few years, whenever I visit my parents' house over summer vacation... I end up picking up one of those books because they're just around and I, and I flip through. I think I've even tried reading some of the new ones and it just grates on me so badly that like we're into the 10th, 11th, 12th book and this Greg kid just like doesn't learn. He's just so conceited and like self-serving and it's just the same stuff over and over. So I was jaded on the books and my memory of all three movies is that Greg is, I mean, true to the true to the character of the books, just like really insufferable, uh, unlikable, um, and just like not someone I would want to hang out with even back then. Like I don't, I don't really see him and think, oh yeah, I remember being a kid that age. I see Rowley, and I think I remember being a kid that age. Like Rowley is is the OG dude. He has like goals, and he's just hanging out and. And having fun, not taking things too seriously. But Greg is just a real piss off. And so I was mostly ready to be uh, kind of annoyed by this movie. Um, But I wasn't, man. I think now we're like 10 years separated from this movie. um, So I can kind of look back on this the same way I looked back on Leave it to Beaver from 1997. Which is just like I was kind of nostalgic for this thing. It, It felt like a different era um and i just liked that it was uh a family movie with like some likable actors in it mainly roderick i mean all memes aside i i really think he's a blast in this movie um i think there's a bunch of funny lines in this thing and altogether i i don't think it's a a super remarkable movie despite what many people on the internet would lead you to believe because i i have learned over the last 12 hours that this movie is actually a huge meme and i had no idea um and and people think this movie is like the second coming of christ it's well hold on yeah first of all people might think that ironically but if we had such an easy time memeing the shit out of this movie based on its title alone without watching it it shouldn't be hugely surprising that the internet likes it it's true but it's 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 to the point where like i can't even really tell where the 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 satire ends like i found this video here on a youtube channel called brown table which i haven't heard of but it's got a verified check mark it's got 
almost 300,000 subscribers. And this video is called Roderick Rules is Better Than Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And I watched this video and this dude does not sound like he's messing around the whole time. He's just genuinely like this movie is like super funny and likable and clever. And uh, it's really just like a love letter to the movie. And then everyone in the comments like is being uh, ostensibly a bit more facetious saying stuff like this might sound a bit hyperbolic, but I sincerely believe that Roderick Rules was sent down by God from the heavens to demonstrate pure cinema to humanity. There's stuff like that. But then there's like the loaded diaper concert at the end is truly the most triumphant ending in the history of cinema. And like, yeah, that's okay. obviously also a joke. No, that I get that that's a joke <laughs> and it's not the number one best, but I also, <laughs> but I also read that and I hear someone that's like, yo, the ending of this movie actually hits hard. And so I'm just going to go the extra mile and be like, it is the best. I don't of all think time. that person means that. So you e even a little bit. No. So Corey, how would you tell us what you really think about it? This movie was a lot better than I expected it to be. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, the bar wasn't high, but like, I, I mean, at points it almost feels like a parody of what this movie would normally be. Um, I don't know. There's some stuff about it that's that's pretty okay. It was like watchable, you know. I didn't have to like pause it and get up for 45 minutes because I was in agony. Um, I really genuinely like Chirag. <laughs> Like, that's not a bit. Um, I just think he's funny. And the kid is crushing it. Uh, so shout out to that. There's some likable stuff here. Like Greg saying you don't have to feel bad for millionaires when they feel pain because they're millionaires. Um, it was okay. It was fine. It, I almost think that the hypothetical conversation we had about this movie before watching it was obviously and almost certainly going to be better than the discussion we're about to have. Because I do not feel like there is a ton to say here. Yeah. Do you guys want to know what I thought about the movie? Uh, sounds like you would like us to. Sounds like you're eager to get there. So. I fucking love this movie. I well, hold on. You're already laughing. So are you being no, serious? I, no, I, I'm being serious. Like I, I genuinely love this movie. That's what I'm saying. It's the power yeah. of Roderick Rules. <laughs> Actually, like I, I really like it. Like I've watched yeah. it. To, I watched it today because, like, I, I really. I put honestly it off. thought you were gonna say I watched it twice. No, I watched it today because I really put it off, and I was like, so like the first thing happened, and they come in as like animated characters, and then they turn into like live action, and I rolled my eyes, and I was like, oh fuck. Like, I liked here, that. I like, liked we, the animated bit. I, I came to like it, but I don't know. I was like, I went into this movie with my defenses up. I was like, I'm going to hate this. And I fucking love this movie. I was laughing out loud, like at parts of it. Uh. And uh, yeah, like, and I think it, it really is like a movie that has like a, a really nice, like sentiment to it. And it made me nostalgic. And people say, oh, a diary of a wimpy kid, you know, it, it, it uh, is in favor of bullying and it, it you know, it, it blatantly gives it a, a a platform and uh like this this and that people people and you know all the things that we talked about greg's character which i guess is true like it does <laughs> greg's it a has piece a, of shit yeah it has like it has some dimension to it um and i think it's probably more truthful like in, in the with the bullying and i think that's why it's kind of relatable but um, that's a good point mitch yeah i agree with you 
but no, I really enjoyed this movie. And like, honestly, like the, the bit where he goes <laughs> to church when like it looked like he pooed his pants, like honestly, that whole sequence had me like laughing out loud. And maybe that's just because like I was like, like, because I should with laughter. went to church one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it but, sounds like you don't, you're, that's something you don't want to admit. Did I just strike a nerve, Mitchell? Uh, no, you no. Shit no in the I, house I, of God? <laughs> To my knowledge, I have never shit in the house of God. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> there was this. There was this one time, though. There was this one time. <laughs> yeah. When uh, so my we were on like this big like car ride. We were gonna go. We were it was like six hours or whatever. We were we were driving kind of far, and I'd only been in the car for like half an hour, and I was playing Tomb Raider on my DS, and I was probably like thirteen or something. Sounds like and, you were about to be a bathroom raider, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was the DS. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then it was the motorcycle <laughs> mission. And I got and I got, uh, I got motion sick. <laughs> and I puked all over myself like no. half an hour into the car ride. We pull up into the parking lot of this Lutheran church. And I get out. And I have to like strip in the parking lot to get out of my puke-covered clothes. And then right when I'm changing, like mass lets out and all these 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 poor Lutheran churchgoers are coming down the steps. And I'm just like nude I was nude in the parking lot at the house of God at the age of thirteen. Covered in my own vomit. Wow. Yeah. And now a decade later, you're a fan of Roderick Rules. That might have been oversharing, but yeah, that's uh nah, that's it's good. That was a great story. Thank you. So yeah, I I genuinely love this movie. I think like it's, I think some of its values. I mean, I, I think like I said that like it's it's relatable and it's resonant. And at the same time, I'm like like when you're watching a movie that's kind of made for kids, I find usually I'm like, is this something? we should be showing to our kids mm-hmm. and like there's definitely like a few jokes in here that like i don't know if they would put into like a movie if it came out this year or even like i think like characters that they might portray differently um and you so, gotta hit me some with some examples yeah yeah oh yeah i want to yeah. hear it go in <laughs> like i don't know like just like a lot of like the like the the way that i think that they like set up like the like the whole idea of like talking to girls and it's like girls act like they don't like you but oh they don't yeah. actually mean it or like, that was an iconic line tons of girls act like they're not into me but they are i know yeah. they are and i think like roderick is <laughs> i think so uh, hold on hold on are you able to say he doesn't rule no i'm not gonna say he doesn't rule but like there are like some like incel values in this movie <laughs> roderick is an incel. <laughs> yeah in <laughs> diary of an incel I I I loved those aspects. Yeah. I thought I thought that was also very um You know, I like what you're saying Mitch about how you found this movie relatable and and uh as your Because as, Mitch is also an insect. Cuz I too oh, am an insect. <laughs> no. Um because you know, I started off by saying that Greg Heffley annoys me and I did I didn't see myself in him. Um but I think that the movie actually actually is relatable as I'm thinking about it because you know, it, it's tough to have a character like that who like kind of sucks as your lead. Um, but the fact is that like there, there are a lot of a lot of kids like that um, that are thinking the way this dude is thinking. And and besides that, I mean, um, this movie just taps into 
that feeling when you're a kid that like everything really matters and, and you like, don't have a fully formed mind and so yeah, you know yeah. yeah. and you have so, a small smooth brain yeah. and so like whereas <laughs> rowley i'm i'm able to like more relate to rowley nowadays where it's like okay rowley likes his magic he wants to do magic at the magic show because like he just thinks it'll it'll be cool but one like, plus one equals two kind of guy that's Rowley. <laughs> yeah exactly but then i love the part where he sits on greg's face and <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where he dominates Greg physically. <laughs> um, but Roderick, like, he wants to play at the talent show because, like, it's gonna get his band fame. Or, like, Greg is constantly looking for ways to, like, to, like, uh, be be rich and famous and like and and get his way and um and and both those things are very relatable and also that idea of just whenever something bad happens to you it's the end of the world like that is is totally relatable like uh, there's a bunch of examples of that like when the girl that greg is interested in calls him fregly and passing in the hall and he's just like oh my gosh he's devastated is, he's devastated and he tells his brother and his brother's like oh yeah that's rough and even the coach the coach who's walking by uh, and hears it that's like, gotta oh, hurt that's gotta hurt like that is so good hey, and then uh, 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 another example is like when roderick uh locks greg out of his grandpa's you know uh unit at this old folks home and greg is in his underwear and he's got to run through the 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 area um like that's never happened to me but that feeling of like oh my gosh like i'm out here in my underwear i i've got a sprint i've got to hide but whereas nowadays i think of like if i were to get locked out of like a hotel room in my underwear or something like that that'd be pretty that'd be pretty funny right it would just be like a casual thing but just that feeling when you're a kid of like everything is like the end of the world there's a lot of good moments of that and then i just really also love the the brother relationship in this movie um and i like that we we learn quite a bit about roderick's character and the movie does a really good job at showing that the age gap like the almost the generational gap i know this isn't what a generation is but like the generational gap between roderick and greg this idea that they're only a few years apart maybe like four or five years apart but they like live in totally different places i mean both in the house like roderick has a really sick attic bedroom which is one of my favorite tropes in in kids uh, programs but also they're like just living totally different lifestyles and i like how the movie underscores that but then it also pulls from the that <laughs> that sort of incel thing you were talking about mitch <laughs> but also just like it's really just like a teenage thing where it's just like this dude kind of thinks he's cooler than he is um uh and he's 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 not getting where he wants to get but also he's like He's needlessly confident, but also very frustrated. And really, he's just like Greg, sort of grown up um, and like a bit more chilled out. But like still, he just he still has the same goals that Greg has, but he's also a bit more jaded. And he just like plays drums and and likes to sleep. And uh, I just think this is a really nice movie to just like settle into and and think about and hearing that these movies have sort of become kid classics now for people that are reflecting on this and their childhoods from 10 years ago 
Um, and now that they're on Disney Plus, I'm sure there's kids watching this. Like, I, it really does warm my heart to think that these are like classic kids movies nowadays because i i do think they're they're worth it particularly this one my recollection of the other two is that the balance isn't struck as nicely but i think having this movie center on Roderick and greg really is the way to go and i think that it, it works really well here yeah there's there's like there's a lot to really love in this movie there's definitely like i like i really like the movie there's definitely like a few things that i the left me because I, I watched this fairly recently. So there's like a few question marks that I have um, with like some of the portrayals that I'm like, I'm like, hmm. And also like the, I guess like the representation in this movie is something I'm, you probably wouldn't see or. It, it, uh, were any, it, were any of you thinking because, about that? Well, I just thought that um, I wonder if anybody thought twice about the fact that they pretend the, the Indian kid is the one that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like that bothered me, and also there's the bit in the showers with like then the woman's bathroom with like the Asian lady where she's like, "I'm not a peeping tom. I'm not like I don't know what. Like I guess that's funny. I don't, I'm not, but like <laughs> it was 2011. It was People 2011. were fucking this shit up all the time. I don't know. You probably wouldn't do that today. I don't. Know I think you could do not, the invisible really. kid bit, but I feel like you can't have every main character be a white person except for that in like a really like privileged school. Yeah, I, I will say though. Um, again, I, I want to underscore that kid is absolutely my favorite part of this movie. He's amazing. I love that kid who's playing Shirag. Yeah, I don't mean to jump right into this, but I'm just like going down my notes no, sort good. of chronologically and I'm like, you know that that is something that yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and then I, halfway through my notes I also wrote a question prompt where I was like give this movie like an alternate title for like one of the characters in the movie. Chirac mine rules. mine for the grandfather was diary of a voyeur <laughs> oh gosh yeah that sounds like an adam egoian movie yeah he's just looking at the television lobby the whole time on the screen which is a very good bit but kind of like a you know yeah, a jimmy funny. jimmy stewart bit stuff on tv is fake this is real life that's that is funny um what about uh Diary of a Midlife Dad. I feel like Steve Zahn's dad character is kind of getting put through the ringer in this movie, but he doesn't get a whole lot of space to talk about it. But he seems like kind of frustrated and like he needs someone to talk to. So uh, I could have used some more focus on that character. I don't remember it if the third movie gets more like dad son talks or maybe that's the first one but i i, I would i would have been okay with that diary of a helicopter parent <laughs> yeah for the mom right yeah oh the, the part where they like pick him up out of the out of like the the rollerblading gym or the roller skating gym at the yeah yeah and that's a that's a that's uh illustrative of of both uh possible diaries for those parents because yeah you've got the mom doing like total helicopter parenting like terribly like it feels so exaggerated but also i could i could see that happening to some kid and even if it doesn't literally happen like i I think that's another moment that's relatable where it just feels like oh man like the whole 
world has stopped. Everyone's looking at me. Why? Do, why does it have yeah. to be me? That Everybody had moments like too? that in their in their childhood, sort of. Yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah. so I like that, even though like it it feels a bit over the top. And then and then you have the dad come and pick him up, and Greg says like, "Oh, dad," and and the dad says like, "I know, I know," and he just carries him off. Like you can tell the dad is embarrassed, and he knows that it's embarrassed embarrassing for his son, but he just has to do it anyway. So like I kind of want to know more about how that dad feels about his his wife's parenting skills and where his kids are at now and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's uh the there all are like interesting characters like i think this movie has a lot going on for it in that like everybody kind of has um the movie works because like everybody has their own bit and they're all like fairly clearly defined but like all of them are kind of willing to grow at the same time um i don't know it gives you like a good sense of kind of like progress or at least it does in this movie again i haven't read the other books or if i have i don't really remember them i think i stopped at the after the third one so you say his character might not progress but in this particular uh feature film it, it felt like we made some serious progress it was very satisfying like i think it worked as like a coming of age film yes yeah i think so particularly for the roderick character like when i think about the end of this movie i think about roderick's loaded diaper performance one of the best climaxes in cinema history i think the magi- i think it's eclipsed by the magician sequence oh yeah is, is that where you, where your head goes i think so i think, I think this should have ended with an elaborate sword duel but that's yeah, just with me. Chirag should have been. Or like Xander. He needs a climax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me happy to know that the actor for Chirag was doing Jesse and then bunked. I'm glad that he got some more screen time. He did that. No, he did that first, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So I'm, I'm glad that like this we, got, we need this dude to be like in some, to more in stuff. some shit. We need him to have a a bigger break. You know, maybe he's still young. That's what I want. Um, but like, is this movie going to stay with you? Like, will will you like think of it later? Um, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, it was better than I thought it would be. But again, the bar was low. It just feels like like an an extended sitcom episode. I think Greg is a real piece of shit. Um, I don't like how he treats uh, Rowley. I don't like that he made him put underwear on his head and do that terrible Kesha thing. I th- I hope that kid got paid a lot of money to do that. Um. There's some funny stuff. I guess I like. I like that the mom is supportive and lets her son borrow eyeliner. Yeah, it was okay. It was better than I thought it would be. That's this is why I let you guys talk because this is all I have. Um. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite scene in the movie? Uh, yeah, the Chirag bait and switch because I think Greg deserves it. Right when he gets and also the say. kid's funny. <laughs> kind of a creepy scene too like why did he have why did he have a mannequin hand writing that needed to drop right <laughs> like it's it felt like the cool. whole thing was a mannequin so yeah that was that was really cool because Chirag does not do half measures and then he also had a pack of people hiding to laugh at greg like what an icon and so i wonder if those people were in on the Chirag is invisible bit or yeah, if it was really hiding. just or if it was just Greg and a few friends, like how would Chirag have gotten them if they're pretending he's invisible? They must have been people who are not in on it, right? Well, no, everybody was in on it because in the cafeteria they do that floating corn dog bit and everyone laughs. 
I think I think that they just decided that it was worth dunking on Greg because he kind of sucks. So like they had already broken the spell earlier when Shrog was. I don't like, think it's that deep. I think sometimes you just have to put your differences aside and make fun of a kid that kind of sucks. So yeah, they were like, "All right, all right, Shrog, we're not gonna not make fun of someone, but we'll stop making fun of you if it means we can make fun of Greg." That's kind of the way middle school is, I guess. Maybe, well, maybe he put on the wig and they thought it was somebody else. <laughs> he went up to them in the in the Holly outfit. <laughs> Dressed as Holly like, already. <laughs> and he was like, hey guys, I'm going to be meeting with Greg in the music room. We're going to do something very mysterious if you want to come watch. And so he was, he was revealing himself to all of them at the same point. <laughs> Shrug is a master of disguise. Uh, what about you, Mitch? You got a favorite scene? I liked like I liked the the scene where I described earlier where he looks like he pooed his pants and he goes to church. We already talked about that. I think that's probably my Steve favorite. Steve Zahn looks like a fucking psychopath in that scene. <laughs> he does. Uh, but I'd I'd say like I also really like the scene where they throw like the where Roderick throws the party and they're like locked in the basement and then the mom calls and then they join the party. I thought that was a really great scene and how they like sort of tell it like through like a series of photos that were taken at the end of the night. Like that's a good cliche. I don't like how like the, uh, that's like a good sort of, I don't know, like party trope where they, they show what happens with, you know, still photos. Um, but the way that they bring like the photos back for like that whole sort of twist when her editor's at her house, I don't really care for any of that, but I, as a storytelling device with the party, I found it kind of endearing. And- interesting i i liked both of them um i liked the the series of flash pictures because they had that like 2000s sheen to them you know exactly, they didn't look yeah. like they were taken on a phone it looked like it was a disposable it is it is a very nostalgic camera. time because youtube exists and people are also using vhs tapes so like it is <laughs> yeah yeah i i like the the era that this movie takes place in as well and it's something that i didn't realize at the time and i honestly think this is like one of my first instances of something from my childhood now feeling noticeably out of date. I mean, like there's stuff that I used in my childhood that I knew then was out of date because we were born in the late nineties. And so like VHS tapes, like I used those as, as a kid, but I also knew that like they weren't sticking around. But in 2010, I remember feeling like this was, I mean, this was the farthest point that history had ever gotten. And so I thought that like, this is it. This is the peak. We have YouTube and stuff. And now that we're, oh my gosh, 10 years away from 2011, this movie does feel like the way that late 90s movies felt uh uh, 10 years ago um with the flash photography with like <laughs> the the kesha song tiktok playing and just like not just that that song is like an old hit but also the way that that music sounds um there was a lot of songs like that at the time and and that's sort of out of date now and this movie just does have a, a nostalgic feel to it that i really liked and and going back to the pictures i liked the way that those felt um and i really liked the payoff with the pictures because the movie tricked me despite me having seen it before i thought it was really clever the way that they they switch the door they make the characters verbalize roderick and greg say that oh man there used to be a lock on that door we've messed up and so in doing that we're now we we're all caught up and we're all like waiting for this this gun to go off as opposed to not mentioning the lock 
having like the dad go into the bathroom and having them be busted that way by him just saying there used to be a lock instead we're all we're all caught up on the lock business and so we're wondering okay when is this like gonna come to fruition and we think it happens when the dad says there used to be a lock but then he says oh i must be losing my mind so then we're, we're okay the, we're kind of relieved but then what's general grant there. doing on the thermostat <laughs> that was also that was great too again another reason i want to know more about this dad like he just has this one <laughs> hobby that he likes <laughs> painting these figurines and then when the mom uh notices that there's no lock and she's steadfast you know roderick says deny 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 and they have a great conversation where roderick is just like no there was never a lock on there uh you're wrong um which is so funny and then she goes straight to greg the truth comes out um but then greg undercuts it a bit and he says no it was just a band rehearsal it wasn't a party so now it seems like the 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 party and the door situation is solved. Greg managed to figure out a way to not get both of them in, tr in trouble. And then so for then to the photos to come out and have that be their downfall. And then we get one more deny joke where uh, Roderick just says that it isn't him in the photo. Like that is just super funny to me. So I thought that was a really nice B plot that that runs through the whole movie. I, I thought that was a great scene. I thought it was like it was like a good reveal, but I didn't think it was a great like I don't know the, as a device. It didn't. I, I feel like there could have been other ways that it could have been more interesting, but yeah, fair but how they how they were discovered. Um, my favorite scene in the movie, and uh, I like that you love Shirag so much, Corey. I think that's great. Um, yeah, that's my I'm, boy. I'm surprised that this isn't your standout scene as well. I kind of thought this would hit us both. And even even Mitch, though, also Mitch, ha you have like a very, a very unique and charming, like occasional lowbrow humor. So I like that the, the church scene with the with the chocolate. Oh, I love pants, like I love like. You. I'm incredibly immature with my jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, so so I'm not, I'm, not, shit. I'm not super surprised, but I think this will appeal to all of us. My favorite scene is when Roderick, sorry, when Rowley and Greg watch the horror movie The Foot, and it's like... Oh, I, don't know, I don't know how I forgot about that, but the fact that they were willing to actually shoot scenes for that is yeah. truly amazing stuff. I love that. They have a movie within the movie, and I really think it is like a perfect introduction to horror for a kid who sorry i'm getting choked up <clears throat> for a kid watching this movie like diary of a wimpy kid roger rules and to be introduced to horror through this way with this movie the foot which is just like a great title they show the cover art of the movie and so like it and it kind of just has like that horror poster art to it it has like scratchy writing on it and then you get them watching the movie and it combines gothic and supernatural horror like you get these really cool sets of these... and also foot fetishes oh gosh yes uh this 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 little short can just open up a world to so many kids and so i love how it <laughs> it combines all that stuff um with comedy in this in this little movie and then it's just this idea that there's a disembodied foot hopping around and it's really scaring greg and rowley but like to us we we think it's pretty ridiculous and the foot is getting up to stuff that like most people would find funny like it's like hiding <laughs> in the bed with them most feet don't get up to 
And let the art design is really good. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that that is like a, a perfect, I think they really struck gold with that and just like found the perfect fictional horror movie to use there. And I thought that was really charming, a charming scene. And also uh, it just speaks to that whole like, another kind of nostalgic childhood thing of watching a movie you're not supposed to, or at the very least getting scared by a movie on a sleepover and uh, you've got in over your head and even the junk food you have can't save you. Like, I think that this movie has a whole lot of charm to it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much to love about this movie. I'm, uh, I've kind of exhausted my notes. I'm, I'm running out of things to say. Now that we've exhausted whether or not Roderick rules and we can finally tell like the UN and everybody that, that it's true that we can confirm it. Like we can tell NASA and whoever else was wondering how that would, you know, factor into the, our experience of the world and, you know, equations and, you know, solving hunger and all that shit. Roderick does in fact rule, put it in the history books. Do we want to see uh, if we can get something half as good as the foot with the Genero again? I'm very excited to see if we can. I have all my trust in William Castle now. Give me the foot. So how many things are on the list now? 323 things. 323. <laughs> Let's not waste any time. We've all been here before. Big money. No skeletons. Three, two, one. Spin. Oh my fucking God. I hope it's not low. You want to take it's, a guess at what number really it is? It's really low. It's pretty low. Okay, what is it? 10. Huh. Wow. Well, we can have a look, and then if we don't like it, we can spin again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Get, that get, would make us cowards. We get kind of cho- we've been kind of choosy lately. We just we just that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't do it. But we just <laughs> we took a just great we just took a great risk with Diary of We we deserve it. No, I disagree. We're doing ten. All right, Corey. Uh, it's your funeral, and I guess all of ours. It's our funeral. <laughs> so we just missed number nine, which was. Uh, Problem Child 2, starring the great John Ritter. And we also just missed uh, an installment in a franchise, of which I have not specified. Um, But Eleven would have been a Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, fuck. That would have been a good fucking time, dude. Shit. But instead... I've barely seen any of those. I fucking hate those movies. Ah, see, that would have been really fun. I've seen my share. I saw Hobbs and Shaw in 2019. That's a spinoff. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't do that one. I've seen the others too. It's not mainline. But instead, per Corey's request. <laughs> well, not request. It's these are the rules of the show. Per Corey's demand, we are doing Kindergarten Cop Two. <laughs> you Spin like that, again. Corey? <laughs> 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 Um, so Liam, hmm. what do you want? What I don't want is to Th- seem like a little bitch. That wasn't the question. Are we cowards if we spin it again? Yes, but, uh, you know, that wasn't the question. Liam, what do you want? I want to do Kindergarten Cop 2. Well, Mitch, you can't be mad at me now. Well, that tears it. Let's do it. Maybe I won't be here. <laughs> That's true. Just this just to spite Mitch, just to spite Mitch, tell me what 80 was. Do you want to know what was surrounding it? No. Just straight hit. I want to know what Please. was around it. No. 
We don't want to give too many away. I'll, t- I'll tell you off air, Mitch, but uh, 80 right there, hole in one, would have been Invasion of the Body Snatchers 1978. That would have been fucking sick. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be something that you didn't want to do. That would have been really see great. It, see, yeah, it didn't pay off, but alas. Yeah, um, that's a great Mitch pick. So we can the do one. Duality of, of man. Okay. Well, well, we're not doing that, I guess. No, we're doing. We're not fucking cowards. We're doing kindergarten cop too. You wanted to that. be a coward. You well, wanted want, to be a coward. I wanted to be tempted. Everybody <laughs> wants a little temptation. <laughs> are you in the Are you in the <laughs> desert for forty days? What are you talking about? That's a great statement. Oh god, this I came out in 2016. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, Dolph Lundgren. Wow, 2016, Dolph Lundgren. Yep. Mamma mia! Nice oh, direct-to-video comedy film, right up there with Jingle All the Way Two, starring Larry the Cable Guy. It's that sort of thing. Fuck me, Mitch. I'm gonna tell you something. I hope this helps. <laughs> it's an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> Man, fuck off. That's actually, like, kind of long. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you were actually trying to help with that one, Corey. Does that not seem long to you? or I hadn't seen the number yet. Oh, okay. So I assumed it was going to be kind of short. Oh. Who knows? Because it was direct-to-video. My expectations were subverted this evening. I'm not going to go in with a cold yeah. mind. Uh, well, um... Oh, we'll have to pay money to watch it. That's a buzzkill. Okay, well, uh, maybe we do 80 instead. Mm, I don't think so, buddy. Boy. <laughs> okay, well, it's worth a shot. I won't be paying. I won't be paying money. Oh, that movie is is free. That movie's two hours though. Fuck. <laughs> are, you looking at, are you looking at 80? Are you looking at Would 80? Would you like rather yeah. watch a hundred, an hour and forty minutes of Kindergarten Top Two? Or a hundred and, or an hour and fifty-five minutes of the X-rated film *Invasion of the Body Snatchers*. <laughs> the ultimate. Would you rather? Would you rather watch uh, an hour and forty minutes of a shit movie or an hour and fifty minutes of a good movie? Well, we don't know if it's good. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? It has a reputation. Though. No, I, no, I haven't but, seen but it. But we know what we're all thinking. I'm just jumping to conclusions. So, okay, I'm gonna do something here. Q gun cocking. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, Kindergarten Cop 2 also has a reputation, and that's why I'm so afraid. Mitch, <laughs> could you do me a favor? Fire away. What, what can I do? Call it. Heads or tails. This is some Anton Chigurh shit. It sure is. What's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss? <laughs> uh, heads, I guess. <laughs> Which one do you want heads to be? We need to be doing this on video chat. Um, I don't want Corey rigging. Yeah, that's stuff. true. That's true. Um, uh, I'll film he- it. Heads, heads, kindergarten cop. Actually, no, heads, heads, body snatchers, because that's the one I'm rooting for. Okay, so heads, body snatchers. I'm gonna send a video to the group chat. Right now, it's on heads because it it flips when you open it. So it's already on heads. Oh, this is like an online flipper, hey? Yeah, I'm not getting a real coin out. What year is it? <laughs> Is getting into the group chat. Right, I have to see this. Okay, so it's heads. We won. I was hoping for a bit more of a reaction than that. That's why I built it up so much. Oh, whatever. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, after after wasting 10 minutes of everybody's time, I guess we're watching Invasion of the Body Snatcher. 
we're cowards. Not the invasion of like your time snatchers. Because we're that, cowards. That, we're, 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 we're we're children. We can't be we can't be saved. We're big babies. We could, we didn't have it in us to watch Kindergarten Cop two. In case anyone was really excited, I'll watch both. I'll give a mini review of Kindergarten Cop two. You don't have to do that. Just keep it on the list. We might get it again someday. I'm gonna do it. Then you might just have to watch it twice. Sorry. Someday. Yeah, watch it. Watch it twice. Watch it a third time for me. <laughs> it's cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> if we end up rolling Kindergarten Cop two again, I deserve to watch it twice. <laughs> uh, all right, Mitch. Do you want to plug anything? That's a little loud. While he's doing that, Liam, do you want to plug it in? Yeah, you guys can find my film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. You can listen to the other podcast I do, MK PodQuest, where we are finally wrapping up the very bad cartoon, Defenders of the Realm. That's MK for Mortal Kombat, PodQuest on the internet everywhere that you can find stuff and uh, thank you all once again for listening to this episode of they made another one where we found out that roderick rules and we're all cowards you can find us all over the internet twitter at they made another letterbox that tmao episodes on anchor spotify apple and google Podcasts, stitcher breaker and everything else as they made another one you can reach us via email at tmao podcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes questions comments and what's the most you've ever lost on a coin flip our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson. You can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And with all that out of the way, we'll catch you here next time for more. They made another one.